When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to 1500 ESPN Live at the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Welcome back. It's Mackie and Judd, but really Mackie and Long, because Judd's on vacation. So Chris Long's here from Channel 5 at the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, where uh, business is starting to pick up here. 10 o'clock is when the doors open. They're open until 7 o'clock. And starting at 4 o'clock, our course of the day partner, just across the way from us, the River Valley Golf Trail, has happy hour for free, free beer at 4 o'clock. I'll be at work. Golf, free beer, 1500 ESPN, uh, you name it. I mean, you can... That's a good way to spend a Friday some, afternoon. You can have some beer on your breath in front of the TV anchors, I'll, can't you? I'll just go live here at 5 o'clock. Just, yeah. What would, uh, you know, what would your coworkers on the on the, the news desk there say if you had some beer on your breath while delivering the scores of the night at 10 o'clock? Uh, they know me, Biden. I, I don't think they'd be shocked. <laughs> I like to get out and get loose a little bit. Not during work, but... A little flask, maybe. So, Kirk Cousins. Yes. So, we already... A.J. McCarron, by the way, is a free agent. We talked about this earlier in the show. You and I both say, no. If, that's, if, that's last resort. Yeah. If you're, the Bron- if you're the Browns or if you're the Jets and you're not ready to win a Super Bowl and you're just trying to figure out who your quarterback is, all right, take a flyer on A.J. McCarron, go pay $15 million and see if he can play. Not if you're in a Super Bowl win-now window. So we've had Tom Pelissero on this week. We are getting thoughts from Myron Medcalf. Judd and I and Collar have spent the last three weeks going over every possible angle of this quarterback discussion. And I want to lay out some facts about Kirk Cousins that, that kind of push me in that direction now. I'm, I think you could talk me into Teddy Bridgewater or Case Keenum, but, Kirk, but here's fact number one. Kirk Cousins, of all the options poses the fewest amount of question marks about his ability and his health. Mm-hmm. So now the, de- now the debate about his ability is, is, I think that stands, like is he the seventh best quarterback in the league? Is he the 15th? Like you could have that debate and any team that signs him is going to have to figure that out. Are you paying for, because you're not paying for the best quarterback, you might, you might have to spend money like you're paying for the best quarterback. There's a lower degree of uncertainty with him than anybody yes. else. Out there. You know he's healthy, he's not coming off knee stuff, and you know that he's thrown for 4,000 yards per season the last four years. Passer rating, which isn't always the best way to quantify performance. He has the sixth best passer rating the last three years of any quarterback. The other five are Hall of Famers. So, so fact number one is Kirk Cousins is a known commodity more than Keenum, only one year of Keenum and Bridgewater, etc. Number two, here's a fact on the other side. You're going to pay him probably the most money of any quarterback, but he's not a top-tier Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers type guy. So you, you're, you're going to pay him like he can carry your team. 
even though he probably needs infrastructure to pop to to prop him up, which he would get by the way with the Vikings. And we've and you guys have discussed it, and everybody knows by now with Jimmy Garoppolo being the highest paid player in the NFL. It, it's you, you can't. It's it's futures speculation in the stock market world. You're not paying him the most money of the NFL now. You're paying him a certain amount of money for the next however many years, yeah. and by the end of that, he will no longer be anywhere close to the highest-paid player. Correct. Like Joe Flacco is the seventh-highest-paid quarterback. Yeah. Like he, uh, four years ago, he was the highest-paid so, quarterback. So you can't – people get too caught up in that because agents sure. love to beat that drum. He's, I made my guy But this. But fact number three, you're going to pay him a lot of money, and it is a salary cap league. And so you have to be mindful of his contract maybe preventing you – from doing other right. things with your roster. And so I would say the Matt he's going to make s- syndrome. Oh, yeah. And look at the if you look at the list of the five highest paid quarterbacks, basically outside of Drew Brees, it's guys who aren't on that level. And you probably have to, like, sacrifice two pieces to your yeah. puzzle that you otherwise yeah. wouldn't have. There's a reason Tom Brady restructures his contract every year or yeah. every other year. Yeah, and, you know, his, it's nice when your wife makes, like, $50 million <laughs> a year, too. You know, you're, you're not exactly living check to check <laughs> at that point. Um, but I, I think it's fair to say... On some level, Kirk Cousins' contract in a salary cap league is going to prevent you from being able to either retain a Stefan Diggs or whatever that might be. You're going to have to figure that the rest of your 52 pieces out financially, and it's going to be more difficult. Uh, and, and then fact number four, I, and, and this is another positive check mark in the Kirk Cousins box, the Vikings' vehicle that he would be driving when you include defense, I think coaching overall, and also the weapons – is a better vehicle than the one he drove in Washington. Much. So he, you don't have to score 30 points to win a game. Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, that's one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league. And, oh, Dalvin Cook comes back in 2018. Here's my, I sent this to you on our prep sheet, Longer's stat of the day that I found when I was digging, researching for today's show. Is this the neato stat of the day? Is it a complete ripoff or no? Cousins led the NFL, quote, unquote, led the NFL last year in yards lost via sacks last season. 342 yards backward. That tells you all you need to know about Washington's offensive line. And he was still able to operate at a pretty good efficiency behind an offensive line. That Now, he's not Michael Vick. He's, you know, he's not going to get out of trouble like some quarterbacks can. Yeah. But to, to lose more yards via sack than anybody else in the NFL is a perfect indicator of what he was dealing with. Didn't really have any stud receivers. Uh, running game was decent. I mean, it wasn't working with much. And the Vikings offense we saw, now whether you want to say chicken, egg, Shermer, Keenum, whatever, it worked. It worked just fine, plenty enough to win games. You know, I I, I still don't know if, if the real case Keenum is what we saw last year or not. I don't think the Vikings know. I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. But you put Cousins in there with those weapons, you have no reason to believe it's going to go backwards. Yeah, and let, let's just so Teddy Bridgewater is a different animal because he hasn't really played in two years. He played for five minutes and and like didn't even knock the rust no, off. No, that guy's got to play in a few preseason games before you feel really good about him. Even though I've trumpeted the potential upside, and I hate it when people point to his two seasons in a limited, restricted system without weapons and a bad offensive line, and they hold that against him. But then. But then, when you praise the things that propped up Case Keenum, you get ripped because you're not, you know, you're not giving Case Keenum right, credit. Right. So, like, put Bridgewater aside. I still think it's worth keeping an eye on his future. Matthew Collar nailed it. Transition tag him. He gets some money. Sure. Buys you a year. But he gets paid. If you bring in Kirk Cousins, you're you're almost certainly saying goodbye to Teddy Bridgewater. And I think a lot of fans would be fine with that because now Kirk Cousins is your franchise quarterback. If it's between Kirk Cousins or Case Keenum, 
that's a no-brainer to me. Agreed. The only thing that makes me hesitate is that you could at least go year to year on Case Keenum and find out, and if it's not working, then you could say goodbye after 2018 and move on to somebody else. You can't really do that with Kirk Cousins. But I don't think Kirk Cousins' floor is nearly as low as Case Keenum's floor. Agreed. Kirk Cousins' floor is a league average quarterback. Case Keenum's floor, we saw it for five years. If the infrastructure and the coordinator isn't fitting, he's terrible. Um, so like Case Keenum has one of the widest ranges of performance of almost any starting quarterback in the league, right? Like Tom Brady's range of performance is really narrow. It's just at the top. Aaron Rodgers at the top. His, his worst day is still going to be better than a lot of guys. Exactly. Like Case Keenum's worst day is two of the most mind-numbing interceptions you've ever seen in your life. But then he could come back in the next half and throw a dime 40 yards down the field to Adam Thielen streaking open. And you don't want to discredit him by saying, oh, last year was a fl-. We don't know. We don't know. And it's going to cost you a lot of money to find out. The other thing with Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's only 29 years old. Yeah. I feel like he's been in the league for 20 years. He's, yeah. he's only 29. So. By the way, we have a studio audience now here in front of us. Cocktails and I, all. It's like I looked away for 10 minutes to do this segment and look over and we have a studio audience well, in front of it's us past here. Noon. Yes. It's past noon now. It's the lunch hour. <laughs> <laughs> cocktail hour as well so yeah yeah this isn't like ellen where we give away a million dollars in prizes just so you know but you've got cocktails so you're fine right okay you can win a Good. putter yeah you can win a hat over here <laughs> uh those pro v1 hats. you get a hat and you get a hat and you get a hat <laughs> anyways back to what you're saying cousins. About cousins. Uh, you part of my apprehension when this all first started to percolate when it was all right here's all the quarterbacks out there i went man I, you got to spend a lot of money to get Cousins, and, and how much tread is on the tire? The answer is more than I thought as someone that doesn't pay as much attention to the NFC East. Um, I, I thought he was 32. I would have if you guessed. How old is he? I was 32. Uh, but he's 29. I mean, there's you're not making a big leap. And as we've learned in the NFL, you work out the contract that if he comes in and for some reason a complete disaster for two years, you cut him, you take the hit, and you move on. So, Yeah, he's. I think he's going to get – three years worth of guaranteed money. Yeah. I mean, I, my, if, if I had to venture a guess, I think we're talking at least $60 million in guaranteed money, which is, unless you want to load it all in the first two years. Yeah. But so, he's but he's going to want something, and, and there's enough te- This is where supply and demand in that position. Right. There's such a wide gap. In the world, let's take every country in the world, because this is really the only country that has American football quarterbacks that, you know, that rise to the top. But just for fun, let's take the world. There are... 15, maybe 16 truly reliable, that you know are reliable, professional quarterbacks in the entire world. And 32 teams just in this league looking for them. Sorry, CFL. A a lot like sports talk in the Twin Cities. Clearly. 100%. Right. (laughs) That's what I like to say in my contract negotiations, too. Uh, So that's why you don't see that middle market. If you, and now that that Mike Glennon, I think, is going to be released from his contract, and Tyrod Taylor might get cut before the league year starts. The middle market or the middle class of quarterbacks is officially gone. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky makes $7 million as the highest paid rookie contract quarterback. And then you jump up to, I believe it's $17 million for Andy Dalton and nothing in well, between. And that's the problem with the way the NFL contracts are set up. And I'm not, I'm not breaking new ground here. As a team, it makes more sense for you to reach late first, early second round and grab a Dak Prescott. Um, climb up to get a Pat Mahomes, and at least you're going to get three, four years of that guy at nothing yeah. salary-wise. And if he clicks, great. As opposed to Kirk Cousins, which if all of a sudden he comes in and, boy, this guy's not what we thought. He, well, that's a bad example because we've said his floors. Keenum, wherever Keenum goes. If he goes to the Denver Broncos, for example, 
They're spending a lot of money on him where does it make more sense to try to trade up in the draft, throw a dart. Now, they've been trying that. Cleveland's been trying that. Uh, a lot of teams, St. Louis has been trying that, and it's harder than it looks. Yeah, so, I mean, with all of this with all of this speculation, and it's we're still almost a full month away from when guys can actually sign, at least outside free agents. I mean, if you wanted to re-sign one of your own guys, you could you could do it. Uh, if you wanted, if you're going to franchise somebody, that deadline comes up in a couple weeks. I'm leaning more and more toward Kirk Cousins, if it's reasonable. If you yeah. get into a bidding war and it's n- and now we're going from the highest paid quarterback making 27, and then it gets up to like 30 or 32 because of the Jets and the Browns and a bidding oh, war. I'm out. I'm out. That's too aggressive and it and it and it limits the rest of your roster too much. But if it's 25, 27, and you're not setting an entirely new bar on a different planet, you know what? I'll roll the dice. And best case scenario. He goes from kind of a fringe top ten quarterback in Washington to maybe being like a bona fide top five or six guy with the right things around him. Right, and you know, again, everything you're hearing is DeFilippo's going to know him at least from contact in the same division, so he'd be a little more familiar with him. I don't think he could push harder or for or against Cousins now that he's in the building at Winter Park. Sorry, Egan. Yeah, that's going to take some. Is that official now? It's official. I think so. I think they moved out almost. Because burn the boat. New England was in there. The last team ever to practice at Winter Park was the New England Patriots. Yeah, how about that? Uh, well, it worked it, out well for them too. It did. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, it's so are you all right? So right now, Kirk Cousins on a lucrative contract that guarantees him money for at least three years, and he becomes one of the two or three highest paid quarterbacks in the league. If he's in, in or out, if he's in that slot limit, like the fish you can keep, he's got to be. In that limit, salary-wise, where I'm it's in. worth it for us. Yeah, I think you're definitely in, but I think you're right. Some other team is going to back up a Brinks truck and overpay for him. And the but, Vikings, then, but then he can decide at what point is it Monopoly money, and he sure. just would rather play for the Vikings than the Jets or the Browns. Sure. Because those wanna, are the teams with crazy cap room. Does he want to take a little less to try to win a Super Bowl in the next two years? Yep. Sure. Chris Long hanging out with us from 5 Eyewitness News. Judd's on vacation drinking beer at Pippin's in Chicago somewhere. So we're at the golf show, the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, presented by 1500 ESPN. And uh, the doors are open until 7 o'clock tonight. Tickets are 14 bucks for adults. If you're 17 or under, it's free. And you can find a full schedule of events and attractions at minnesotagolfshow.com. Uh, let's do a couple things when uh, when we go forward here. Derek Wetmore is going to join us from Fort Myers. We can talk more about the Twins' blank canvas if they want it to be. For like, what, what are the options? Derek actually has five potential trade options that haven't been mentioned yet. Well, four outside of Chris Archer, I should say, that we can dive into next. This is the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, live on 1500 ESPN. Just the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, where Chris Long and I are hanging out. Chris is in for Judd today, and uh, Derek Wetmore is down in Fort Myers, Florida, at Hammond Stadium. He's shacking up with Patrick Royce, <laughs> our version of the Odd Couple, and uh, and you have. We can get into some of your observations, but you've got an interesting piece on 1500ESPN.com, Derek. If the Twins. If the Twins are hell-bent on landing a pitcher, which they say they are, and they have said that for three months, but they haven't actually done anything yet, uh, a starting pitcher, if they don't trade for Chris Archer, who are some other options, and why should Twins fans be interested in those options that they could trade for? Well, I think I think trade's going to be the best route for them to acquire talent. Bef- before I jump into that, Phil, I feel like I have to defend myself. Just to be clear, 
Patrick Royce has a guest bedroom at his condo. There are multiple bedrooms, multiple bathrooms. Oh. It's a nice little, it's a roommate situation, but, but I think shacking up implies something different. Are there, are, there, are there bunk beds in the guest room that you guys just no, use, or how does that work? there's not enough room for those activities. It paints a very different picture than the one I had in my head. Actually, Derek just on the bottom so bunk, know. nervously trying to fall asleep with Pat on the top would be some kind of an image. <laughs> Yikes. Prison <life>. Um <laughs> Yeah, it depends how much you trust the structure. Uh, so, okay, let me jump back now to to trades because we're seeing the sort of like mid-rotation to back end of the rotation starting pitchers finally start to sign with other clubs. The Jaime Garcia, uh, Andrew Kashner, um, I think I saw Jason Vargas signed this morning. Yeah, thank God, by the way, the Twins avoided or dodged yes. the Jaime Garcia bullet. Could you well, imagine if they had gone through the offseason with you, Darvish, and Chris Archer rumors and offers and wind up with Jaime Garcia? I mean, so, hang on a second. I actually think the Jaime Garcia contract looks pretty good. And he's if not a good do, pitcher. He doesn't well, raise – you could pay $500,000 for one of your roster guys to give that productivity. I don't agree with you there. I think that Jaime Garcia yeah, deepens I, the rotation, and then and then you do have to still go out and somebody get somebody better for the top. I don't think Jaime could be your only addition, but – to my point on the the sort of back-end starting pitcher starting to get off of the market, well, now you're kind of just left with the big guys. Darvish is gone. Jake Arrieta is still out there. Alex Cobb is still out there. And Lance Lynn is still out there. Man, if you don't get one of those guys, really your best avenue is going to be on the trade market. And that's why I wrote about it for the, for the website this morning. Yeah, Jaime Garcia. Okay, if... if this is the problem for the Twins. Did you just look up Jaime Garcia's Fangraphs page so we could fight about this? No. What? Look at this website right <laughs> now. Fangraphs.com. <laughs> so Jaime Garcia, in the last two years, has a four and a half ERA and, a, and like a four, just slightly below a four and a half expected speak, ERA or FIP. Speak to me, the, I, the I don't middle want of the road guy. To, What's his WAR? Speak to me, the middle of the road. His guy. wins above replacement is is combined three the last yeah, two years. Yeah. So here's the thing: like, if you're gonna pay, what was his contract, Derek? Was it ten million a year? No, he got one year, eight million, and so, the team okay. has an option to pick it up for a second year. So I don't want to pay eight million dollars anymore for Mike Pelfrey productivity. The Twins have they got to get out of that bin. I mean, it's okay. Like if they if they were starting from scratch and had to build a five man rotation, you might need a Jaime Garcia in there. But my point is, and this is we're kind of like beating a dead horse this week. If you don't add a needle moving starting pitcher, you're not a playoff team. You're just not. So that's why I think it's a waste of money to spend, and they and I'm glad they didn't spend eight million dollars on a guy who's like your number four or five starter. You're making it sound like it's an either or. The Twins have money to spend. You can go get multiple starting pitchers, and and that might be the route I'd go. I would sign a pitcher, and it it might not be Jake Arrieta, but I'd sign a pitcher, and then I'd also make a trade for somebody that impacts not just the back end of your rotation, but really improves the overall quality too. One here's one thing that we I know we can agree on. And, oh, and, yeah? and I've been waiting to rant on this. No, I know Derek's going to be on my one of the Every time we bring up Chris Archer's name, if we bring it up on the podcast or on the radio show, I get a tweet once an hour from somebody complaining about his win-loss record. Oh, yeah. That he, that he lost 19, 19 games two years ago, which is a whole other conversation about stats that we should just get rid of in sports that, that, that don't matter. The Tampa Bay Rays have scored fewer runs than any team in the American League the last two years. He had, in half of his starts the last two years, one, two, or zero runs of support. And he's, and he's wow. going to take losses. If he gives up three runs in seven innings, he's taking a loss in those games. Right. You'll take that every time out. Right. He's, yeah. like, he's not a top-tier guy, and I understand, 
I understand differentiating him from like a Clayton Kershaw. There's a difference, but if you're citing win loss record or well, he had a four ERA, right? But his career ERA is well below four, and the Twins offer, at least compared to the last couple of years, I think a, a much better defensive collection with Byron Buxton in the outfield. Like it's just like quit citing his 19 losses two years ago is what I would tell people. And to that crowd, if we're going to talk Chris Archer and discredit him for his win-loss record, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, Kyle Gibson lost his arbitration hearing against the Twins. Kyle Gibson in his last 12 starts last year, Phil, the Twins were 10-2, and two, just so you know. Yeah. So Derek, there you go. We live in a vacuum sometimes, and we saying as, as fans in a certain market, the Twins can't be the only team. Like, everybody's sitting here saying, well, if the Twins throw enough at the Rays, it's a done deal. They're going to get Archer. Uh, the Twins aren't the only team calling them about the guy. There's got to be 15 teams saying. that should I mean, be interested in This yeah. isn't as much of a layup as a lot of Twins fans, I think, are saying that it is. And, you know, I, I think that you've seen enough in the year plus with, with the current regime with the Twins. They're, they, they've made an offer or they're making smart offers, but they're not going to fall over themselves to get this guy. Uh, would he be a good fit? Sure. But it's anytime we start spinning the, the wheel of trade, what, what are you giving up? I mean, right. you can't just say, go get Archer. Yeah, exactly right. So that's why I've got four other names for you guys that I think would make sense as trade targets. Because my opinion on Archer is that he would be the best starter on the Twins staff. If Jaime Garcia is on your list so that you can trade for him now that you just signed with somebody else, we're hanging <laughs> up on you. But Derek, hanging up on you. Are you saying that as in he'd be a valedictorian at summer school kind of no, comparison? It, no, no. In this case, he'd actually be like legitimately smart, Ivy League-bound college student or high school student. But... The, the Archer conversation to me starts and ends with the fact that he has four years left of team control. Yeah. There is zero pressure on Tampa Bay to cha- trade him right now. Y- you could be having this same exact conversation next winter where you say, wow, Chris Archer's a really valuable, cost-controlled ace for the next three years. It's going to cost the sky and the moon to get him. You don't have to make that trade right now if you're Tampa Bay. So that's why I, yes, Archer's at the top of my list, but I've spun it forward. I'll give you guys four names here. Uh, if there's any that strike your fancy, we can chat through them. I cheated Col- and read ahead, and there's one that I love, but go ahead. Okay, very good. Well, <laughs> great. Uh, Colin McHugh from the Astros, who would be in just about any starting rotation in the majors. He's projected to be their sixth starter right now because they're crazy deep. Yeah, and, got- they, and they might be in a mindset, too, where they just keep him because, sure. hey, at some point we're yeah. going to need a really good guy to fill in for an injured pitcher. And, yeah. you know, I mentioned- Dallas Keuchel missed a bunch of time last year. What are you going to get from Justin Verlander? Who's Garrett Cole this year? All that stuff. I mentioned in that piece, the next team to believe that it has too much starting pitching is the first. So there's McHugh. I like him a lot. I don't know how realistic it is. Then there's Patrick Corbin. He's got a year left um, before he hits free agency in Arizona. Chris Archer's teammate, Jake Odorizzi, is an interesting trade target. and that's, that's, then, the one, that's the one I like. Yeah, that's a good one. And Dan Straley's the last one that I mentioned here from the Marlins, which not necessarily available in a trade, but he plays for the Marlins, <laughs> so I think you have to assume he's available for a trade. <laughs> yeah. Derek Jeter might make himself available for a yeah. trade at some point. <laughs> the price is right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jake Odorizzi, had, so Jake Odorizzi has bounced around as a top pitching price. He's now tw- – it's amazing. He's in his late 20s now. Yeah. Uh, so, Patrick Corbin interests me a little bit because there's a story that came out that Arizona, the Diamondbacks, are, they're going to put a humidor in their ballpark, just like Coors Field yeah. did like 15, 20 years ago because offense was just – too plentiful the the league offense was up and then offense in arizona was up even more apparently 
and he still held his own and got a bunch of strikeouts and had an ERA that was below league average in a in a very offensive ballpark. Could you put him in a better infrastructure and have him thrive? But still, like the drop off between Chris Archer and you Darvish and most of the guys that we're talking about here is pretty large. I would still break the bank. I would I would put Barrios, Buxton, and and Royce Lewis. I'd take them off the table and I'd say literally what like almost anything else within reason. Like don't take four big leaguers, but Max Kepler and whatever else you want, take it. Chris Archer. Yeah, I I mean we've talked about Chris Archer at length, and I just think that if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, there's not a whole lot of incentive. Look, we talked about this too on the podcast, Phil, that. Chris Archer being four years of team control is going to be super valuable to some contender that wants an ace or a pseudo ace. Well, Max Kepler having five years of team control doesn't really change their window very much. So if, if Tampa Bay saying, all right, we'll trade our best, our best player, our best pitcher, because we're not going to be competitive in the next four years, why then would you take on a player, whether it's Max Kepler or Miguel Sano, who's got five years of team control that you say, okay, well, this is extending our window by a season. So... From the Twins' perspective, I could see it making all kinds of sense. From the Rays' perspective, I'm not sure that it does this winter, so maybe you have to shift your sights. Maybe you go get a starter that's still available in free agency and you trade for one of these guys that we're talking about. Maybe you lower your sights and make it Jake Odorizzi instead of Chris Archer. Are you just basically staying in the pitching side of the uh, Lee County Sports Complex because it's just so strange the Twins, There's, and I'm asking this as a question, what angles are there on position players? Right. <laughs> None. Well, I mean, no big ones? Besides Miguel uh, Sano. The, Miguel yeah, Sano. But that's, an, that's a binary. That's It's either going to happen or it's not. Yeah. And just It's it's such a weird spring that it's yeah all pitching, and it, it's that I don't know that there's a whole lot else. I mean, you're going to find it, and you're going to unearth it, but at me waiting, you know, it's a lot of it's wait and see stuff, but I just sure. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of trouble in the position yeah, players. Yeah, well, on the position player side of things is fairly well set. With yeah. Miguel Sano... I'd, I'd argue a little bit. I guess Pat or uh, Phil's got me in the agitated, combative mood, I guess, this morning. But, as, as per usual. Yeah, that's right. But w- the one thing I'd say is it's not exactly binary because Sano has a range of outcomes that could happen. Is he going to get suspended? We still don't know. Is he going to be disciplined in some other way? We're not sure. Is anything going to come out after the fact um, You know, in regard to those allegations? And the, the secondary thing that we're all watching with Sano He's now got a steel rod in his leg. Is he going to be able to run around? Can he play third base? Can he trot? What's his conditioning can, like? Can yeah. he trot and field a grounder? That's... Yeah, I want to know, can he play 150 games at third base? And I just think until you're shown otherwise that the answer right now is no. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that if he hits 40 you know, big flies this year, he'll be able to walk around the bases for those. But how will his leg be? How will his conditioning be? Uh, this is one of the most important players in the organization, and there's just so much left up in the air. Uh, with all of that being said about Miguel Sano, very little drama on the rest of the position player side, and with an incomplete puzzle still on the pitching side of things, that's where, I mean, it's absolutely where 95% of the focus needs yeah. to be right now for the Twins front office. Uh, people can find all kinds of stuff from Derek on 1500ESPN.com from Twins Spring Training, and also our Touch em All Twins podcast feed as well what's the what, uh, 79 degrees today derek 79 and a couple of clouds in the sky oh well are you as spf uh, triple digits or no, no, over no. under spf 75 and a half oh, for derek wait take 
Take no, take the minus, you guys. It's all about reapplying. It's not about the highest number you can get. I would think you would Re- go with mayonnaise. Nope. <laughs> Re- reapplication Paint. Paint. and bucket hats. Those are my two tricks. Enjoy it as best you can, brother. Bye, Derek. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. That's Wetmore. He does an awesome job uh, when he's not when he's not just a shill for Jaime Garcia at 1500ESPN.com. Oh, sucker punch. <laughs> well, we no. I mean, it's, I know. I think him and I agree like on 80 percent of twins things, and so. When we get into arguments on the podcast, it's all very nuanced. Like, well, I agree with part of that, but let me take you in this direction over here. The fun there was yeah. people. Hey, we have a we have a made putt. Hey, congratulations! The, the people I here. I think it's our fifth made putt of the afternoon so far. The people in the studio audience got to see it. Phil and Derek were going back and forth arguing this, and you know, you do a lot of nonverbal in radio. Do you want to go next, or do you want? Phil points at me like, "You have a question," and I went, "I'm staying out of this." <laughs> <laughs> this pillow fight about Jaime yeah. Garcia. Um, all right, we've got so we got to give some stuff away to the people listening. We're at the golf show, the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, but let's fire up a game show for callers four and five to six five one six four six eight two five five, and uh, we'll give away some prizes. We got some tickets to give away to the golf show and some other items. Before we go anywhere else, though, Chris Lindall has helped me profit quite a bit on the sale of. My condo. It was actually a year ago this week that we finalized this bad boy. You were all worried about it and freaking out? No, I got a phone call three hours after it went on the market saying, full-priced offer. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) what? So it was tens of thousands more dollars, if I could just be totally honest and transparent, than I thought I was going to make when I went into the process. So, number one... Chris Lindahl and company know, know what they're doing. There's a reason why he's the number one REMAX results team in America. I mean, you see his billboards all over town. These guys understand marketing, and their marketing campaigns differ for a million different reasons, but they understand modern marketing and social media, and they understand how to create a competitive environment for your home. You will get a free listing side commission if you enter and win between now and March 16th at chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. Or 763-401-SOLD. 763-401-SOLD. Mackie and Judd, Chris Longin for Judd at the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Live on 1500 ESPN. It's the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Game Show Friday! It is Game Show Friday! Live from the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show with Mackie and John. Here are your hosts today, Phil Mackey and Chris Long. Yes, this is the toughest putting track we've seen in the multi-year history of the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Making you earn it. There appears, now there used to be kind of a bunker setting over here. This is just straight up fast track with kind of a little mound that the hole is settled on. So if you don't hit it right between the eyes, it's tough. We're going to have a putting contest in about 15 minutes. We're going to open it up, and the, the basically the first person to make a putt in our last segment of the show will get free golf at Troy Byrne. But people aren't making this. This is pretty close right here. Oh, oh a lip out. That's a tough putt, good too. good form, though, by this gentleman Speed's here. Speed's tough to gauge, too. So for now, though, Game Show Friday, we have Andrew and JD on the phone lines, and these are the prizes today pair of tickets and parking passes to the February 17th that would be tomorrow's game against Ohio State go for hockey also a four pack of club room tickets for tonight's game against Ohio State at Mariucci a couple of parking passes you got to pick those tickets up at the station by five o'clock tonight if you want them 
Uh, also, we have a couple four-packs of tickets to the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, valid either today, tomorrow, or Sunday. We'll leave those at will call for you. And for good measure, a Blu-ray combo pack of the Hitman's Bodyguard. Let's get Andrew and JD on the line and say hi to them. Chris Long is hosting in place of Judd Zolgad. Andrew, are you with us? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Uh, and JD, are you there? Hey, hey fellas, I'm here. We What's are going going on, gentlemen. Beautiful. All right. So, Dave Harrigan, what game will Andrew and JD be playing this afternoon? Get ready, Andrew and JD, for a very special Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show and Flip Saunders edition of yes. Closest to the Pin. Hey. A little golf theme here. Genius marketing there, Dave Harrigan. Always is. <laughs> so, the way this works, it's very easy. Uh, these answers are all in the form of a number of some kind. And so, by the end of the exercise, after we get done with the six questions, your goal is to have the lowest number total. So if I ask, you know, how, you know, how old was was Chris Long when he lost his virginity? And you guess... 42. And you, <laughs> Then you'd be right on the money. <laughs> right, you'd be zero. Yes, right. so you would be... You would. You were aiming for the low numbers here. Understood, Andrew and JD? Yep, got it. Let's start with this question. How many points per game did Flip Saunders average during his senior season in high school in Ohio? Andrew. 18. JD? I'm going to say 15. The answer is actually 32. Mm. Flip Whoa, Saunders. Chucker. He was a chucker. Was he a volume scorer? <laughs> Seems it. I mean, he, apparently he never passed the ball in high school and then learned how to be a point guard captain at the U of M. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep tally as we go along and update you in a couple questions. Question two, we'll start with you, J.D. Flip Saunders played in 103 games as a Minnesota Golden Gopher. How many of those 103 did he start? J.D. I'm going to say 60. 60. A little less than, a little more than half. Andrew? 103. 103, Andrew, very close. Yeah. 101. Only missed a, only, only didn't start a couple of them. Pretty good. All right. Uh, question number three here. While coaching four seasons at Golden Valley Lutheran College, Flip Saunders won 56 home games. How many home games did he lose? So what was his home record? How many, how many losses at home? 56 and what? We'll start with Andrew. Uh, I'm going to go with 14. J.D.? Let's say even less. We'll go 10. You guys are both way off. He never lost a home game. He never lost a home game at Golden Valley Lutheran College, 56-0. and 0. If you want to know how to get a job coaching in the CBA, that's how. Yes. And then if you want to know how to get a job in the NBA, put together a 700-page binder of right. offensive strategy and deliver it to an owner. Uh, where are we at here score-wise, gentlemen? Right now, Andrew leads the way at 30 away from the pin. J.D. still within striking distance, 68 Okay, away. all right. There's still three questions to go. All right, gentlemen, speaking of the CBA, how many Continental Basketball Association teams did Flip Saunders coach? J.D., you can go first. Two. And Andrew? One. In the ballpark. Yeah. In the ballpark. It's a, it's a large green it was to hit there and that close to the pin. Three of them over seven years and two championships, which I, I, I thought I blew one of the answers there for a later question as I said that, but I did not. So we're good. I thought I was like, oh, my God, is that question on there somewhere? No, it's not. Okay. Okay, good. So not a lot of movement on the leaderboard there <laughs> no. as we move to question five. All right, question five here. How many times did Flip Saunders serve as a head coach at an NBA All-Star game? 
We'll start with uh, Andrew on this one. Two. JD. Oh, three. Andrew was correct. It is two. Nailed yes. it. Hit the pin. Two time. I know 2004 was one of them in that 03-04 season. And then uh, there might have been one a couple years before that, too. So going into the final question here, where are we at? How far away from the pin, Andrew and JD? Still anybody's game. Andrew, 32 away from the pin. JD, 70. 32, right. pretty good score, 70 in the mix. But if you know this game well, none of that matters because of the way the last question always seems to work out. Gentlemen, counting both regular season and postseason games, how many NBA games did Flip Saunders coach over the course of his career? JD. Eleven hundred and fifty. Eleven fifty, Andrew. Got to be quick. Thirteen fifty. Thirteen fifty. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew might have almost nailed it. <laughs> One thousand three hundred forty-four is the correct answer. That's really tough to pull that up, though. If you're even if you're looking that up, you gotta scroll down. Unless you grabbed his wiki during question one. I did not cheat. But if you did, hey, if you did, well done. <laughs> yes. Then if, if you did, then you're very uh, yeah, well done. You're you're very deceptive, Andrew. Congratulations. You're both gonna win something because we are very generous on Game Show Friday. Thank you to Andrew and JD and uh, Chris Long. You're a very organized host. Not that not that Judd's I was trying to keep not score organized, there, huh? but he's not organized during Game Show I was Friday. Trying to keep score just in case Dave gets off track. I want to back up there. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think in the four years we've been doing Game Show Friday, it's almost like Judd has never done it every time we do it. <laughs> is oh, that, like it's is new, that like, fair to say, Dave? Explain, explain closest to the pin. How does this work? <laughs> so yeah. sad but true. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we doing? I feel I, I have to I have to take some ownership of Game Show Friday since I helped prod you guys into putting it. Uh, we got good news, bad news for the gentleman that just sank a putt. The good news is oh. he sank a putt. Congratulations. That's awesome, and you're going to win something. The bad news is starting now in the next segment, <laughs> the next person to sink a putt is going to win free golf at Troy Byrne. So starting, don't, you can take a couple practice shots here, but let's pause this. <laughs> yeah, I know, line, sorry. Stay in line, and you can get back in line. You can yeah. get back in line and win something. But when we come back, we're going to do the official Troy Byrne putt-off. That's one of the best golf courses in America. And that starts and, when the next segment begins. Yeah, so it doesn't start yet. Keep practicing and get back in line and stuff. Uh, but we'll let you know when that begins when we come back. Mackie and Judd with Chris Long in for Judd at the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. And uh, if you have some time also later today, I recommend stopping into Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and checking out some of the brand new 2018 models like the RAV4, the Camry, the Corolla. You can get into a brand new Camry right now for $199 a month on a 36-month lease. And, uh, and there's plenty of other deals as part of the President's Day weekend sale. So we're talking, I mean, they're pricing cars to move all weekend long. Pre-owned, new vehicles. Um, there's definitely, I want to say, 12 or 15 models with 0% financing as well this weekend. So stop in on your way home from work tonight, sometime tomorrow. Open until uh, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock tomorrow night. And, uh, and see what my family and I have known for about 30-plus years. There's a reason why we bypass all of the other service departments and showrooms in the Twin Cities because these people treat you like family. We're talking durable vehicles and knowledgeable expertise. Stop in 694 Brooklyn Boulevard or snoop around at LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. 
listening to the Adventure Bank Minnesota Golf Show, live on 1500 ESPN. Spend this weekend working on your golf game at the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show inside the Minneapolis Convention Center. You can get free lessons from a PGA Pro, book a golf trip, take in a seminar at the Golf Tech Stage, save money on clubs, apparel, much, much more. 1500 ESPN. We've already been broadcasting and we'll be there all weekend long broadcasting from the 19th hole. Stop by to watch the shows and try your luck on our putting green as some lucky folks are about to do. Tickets 14 bucks at the door. Kids 17 and under are free. Details at minnesotagolfshow.com. Gentlemen. Yeah, it's a good time out here. This is a good reprieve because it's past the Super Bowl. It's past the holidays. And so we're all looking forward to better weather. And the golf show brings us an island of golf weather for at least a few days, like Dave was saying, from now through Sunday. It's the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show presented by 1500 ESPN, where we go down now to the 1500 ESPN putting (laughs) green. Chris Long from KSTP's 5 Eyewitness News is down there ready to interview some of our contestants. In fact, the next person, and, and, and if we get to the point where no one's making a putt, we'll figure it out on the fly. <laughs> yeah. But the first person or the next person to make a putt wins free golf at one of the best golf courses in America, Troy Burn Golf Course. Yeah, Chris? As, much, as much fun as I've had shooting a 110. Chris, Chris, shh. Oh, sorry, shh. sorry. Yes. I'm so far Babbling from you guys. Brooks, this, yes. So look. Gym this man. is not Hello, a tap, friends. This I can barely hear you because I have to walk closer. Oh, that's right. Chris doesn't have a headset. We're so far away here. So here's the thing. Hello, well, handicap friends. This. Uh, they're looking at about a. Well, let's walk it off. This is what we would do. Do your One, best, Roger Maltby impression. Four, five, six, seven, eight. So 27, 30 foot putt. Uh, fairly straight in, but definitely breaks either way at the end. So you have to get the speed just right. And uh, I, I don't know whether it's a speed putt or an aim putt, but we're going to find out. So here are our first couple contestants. What's your name? Grayson. Grayson, how long have you been golfing? Easier question. By the how way, old are you? Five. He's five. So do, do not let him use a belly putter, okay? Belly true. putters yeah, are yeah, against the rules, the rules here. Yes, PGA rules what, only. Uh, Grayson's father, where are you guys from? Uh, White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Where's your home course? Where do you spend most of your time golfing? Usually at the cabin in Wisconsin. Perfect. All right, Grayson, come on up. Sorry. Bryson with a B, sorry. All right. Go this. ahead and line up here. And I, I'm telling you, if he sinks this, I'm going with him to Troy Byrne to watch him play Troy Byrne. In fact, you know what? He's, Five-year-old he, Bryson he, taking he, a... He, that's a practice shot. He gets another shot, Yeah, he, get, yeah, all he right. gets another shot for sure. Tell you all what, right. that, that was pretty good line. Bryson's second shot. If That's you're under seven, you get two shots at it. That might bank in. By the way, bank shots count just the Ooh, same. All game. right, yeah. nice try. Let's give him a round of applause, by the way. One more for Bryson. One more. That's a bank I shot. I want this to go in That so might pop bad. in. All right. Ooh. Bryson, father, what's your first name? Dan. All right, Dan, come on up. Dan. Dan gets one shot because he's a full-grown human being. Doesn't make you nervous if I stand right here behind you. Oh, sorry, I'll move over. That bit doesn't work on now. Uh, going with the backwards hat look here and the faded knees on the jeans. Don't let that fool you. See, it's not That's a e- beautiful putting That's stroke. That's a pretty good line. Dan has That's it a, on Oh, this may be a short bit. Golf, a tri- burn. Ooh, it burns the right Just edge. barely missed to, to the right. Uh, name? The Randy Peterson. Randy, where do you do most of your golfing? Uh, deer Run. Deer Run, of course, that's we've, where the infamous... We've hit several grills and we. cul-de-sacs. Thank you by for By we, we meeting Chris yeah. at Deer Run. It's Second a, hole, downhill, I yeah, hit a guy's It's one of grill. our favorite places to scare people tanning on their patios, quite All frankly. Right. Much longer putt than you'll normally face at Deer Run down in Waconia. 
to the middle. It might be a little hot, though. Ooh. The, right edge. the line was good, but the speed was a little I know. Quick. It's tough to bank it. I think in previous years, we've had some concrete substance in the back, and so banking was totally in play. Not got, this year. We've made it much more difficult. Our, our next contestant, he's going, using the claw grip. Focus. Didn't want to talk to me at all. Just wants to get up and hit it. I and like the claw just grip. Just barely misses to the left. Yeah. This What's your name, sir? Mike. Mike, where are you from? Farmington, Minnesota. Where do you do your golf, and what's your home course? Uh, Wherever it'll take you? Yep, that's <laughs> kind of like me. It's like, uh, All right. Pirate's Cove mini golf. <laughs> oh, it's a fine facility. In fact, facility. We, have a, we have a clown's mouth we're going to put here if uh, if somebody doesn't make oh, one within five attempts. this is just off to the left. Burning that's the, the closest edge. we've had, but close does not get you to Troy Byrne. Thanks for coming. We have two, minutes, two minutes left Jonathan. on our segment clock, by the way. Oh, sorry, what's that? Two minutes left on the two segment minutes, clock. Two minutes, so this could be... Oh, he needs a lefty. He stands on the wrong side of the ball. That's awfully high maintenance, sir. Okay. Yeah. You know, by the way, they don't even allow lefties at Troy Burns, That's so I right. don't even know if you're eligible. All right. <laughs> you beg <laughs> to differ? All right. I got a good feeling about yeah, this Phil one. Mickelson got kicked I'm out not, of Troy Byrne. I'm telling I think, you. I'm not calling the shot, but I feel good about this one. See, he looks like he knows what he's doing right oh, Ooh, just, just lips out to the right side. Good putt there. Next person uh, to sink lefty. a putt wins free golf at it's Troy Byrne. All the lefties. What's your name? Al. Al, where are you I, from? Anoka. I believe Al is the last person to sink a putt on the screen, too. Okay. So here Al it is. Smart got back in line. He's warmed up. He should know the role. I'm not talking. I've stopped talking. <laughs> I'm not talking. Talk during his backswing. I've stopped talking. Yell booyah. I'm very quiet. I'm not talking. Al. Looks like he has the right speed. Kind of used an off-center shot here. Teed off a little bit to the left going across and okay. overcompensated a little to the we right. We have 60 seconds left on our show. So here's how this is going to work. We're Who's gonna next go in line? Rapid fire. Okay. Rapid fire right. to win the Troy Byrne passes. Go. Otherwise, good luck, Garage Logic. Clock. Nine, eight, <laughs> Reavers seven. Reavers like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> next putter. You're on the clock. Be quick. Drop your bag. Ten, nine, sorry. Eight, seven, six. He's off. It's that a shot mark. It's like new baseball. You know what this is? It's like office linebacker. When Chris when Chris Long hit zero, he actually tackled you. you up. what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. All right. Here we are. Uh, uh, while the putting continues, we appreciate you guys listening to the Mackie and Judd show here uh, live at the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. GL is going to be here, Corzo, this afternoon, and we're here all through Sunday. You can find all kinds of information, 1500ESPN.com and also Minnesota Golf Show. Dot com. This is our last commentated putt right here. The glasses come down. Oh, this could be stroke. clutch. The speed looks right, <sighs> but it's going to be off by a foot. All right, we'll keep this charade going during the break. We'll see, you guys on, we'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend.